A pair of transgenders won gold and silver in a female cycle race in Illinois over the weekend, and it's not the first time they've finished ahead of biological women. I'm going to spend a little bit of time today talking about transgenderism and offering you a little bit of hope in the midst of the chaos. This is the Heidi St. John podcast. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, welcome to the show today. Thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, I wanted to say thanks to everybody who continues to leave reviews for the show over at iTunes. If you've never done that or hopped on over to Spotify and left us a review, uh, I'd appreciate it if you would do that. It really helps us get the word out about the show and more and more people are listening. So we appreciate your feedback. Also, if you would like to submit a show idea or a question for Mailbox Monday or for my friend, Dr. Mark Sherwood, the way to do that is to go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. Well, in another episode of You Can't Make This Stuff Up, I was looking at the headlines on my way into the office today. And the headline again, and this happens over and over again, is this Fox News is reporting trans cyclists taking first and second place in the women's cycling championships. And Fox News calls them by their female names. I refuse to do that because these are not women. They are men masquerading as women. And uh, Mr. Johnson and Mr. Williamson, both born male, beat out all the opposition at the Illinois State Cyclocross Championships this last Saturday. And the news, of course, sparked anger from female sports advocates and political commentators, and it absolutely should do that because what's happening is we are allowing uh, men with a delusional, you know, an absolute mental illness. These men absolutely know what they're doing. They are sucking at men's sports, and so they're deciding to identify as women, and we are so weak and cowardly in our culture right now that we don't stand up to it and call it what it is. Uh, this is so fascinating to me that we're that we're having these conversations. Riley Gaines, of course, famously swam against Mr. Thomas. He goes by Leah. And in the Penn State Swimming Championships, they basically tied to within one hundredth of a second and they gave the trophy to Mr. Uh, Thomas because of they they didn't want it to look bad. They wanted to look like they were, you know, they were right in vogue with, you know, the 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 thinking of today, which apparently is that men can become women. You guys, this is this is sinister. It is so evil and it is hurting women's sports. And I would like to hear your feedback on this. In fact, I'm going to put a poll up over at Spotify today. I'd love to hear your feedback as to what you think should be done. But let me tell you what I think should be done. I think that women should absolutely refuse to play against a biological man. If women boycotted these sports, and it, you know, initially I understand, you know, Riley Gaines and several other prominent women were like, no, we're not going to boycott. We're going to hold our ground. But unfortunately, the biological reality is that if you compete in a sport against a biological male and you are a woman, you will likely lose that that matchup because we're simply not the same. And until women refuse to play, refuse to participate, refuse to acknowledge these men who parade around as women, I think we're going to continue to, uh, to see this thing just 
spiral down into insanity. And that's exactly where we are right now. I don't know if you guys are following what's happening over at the Daily Wire. And I haven't watched it yet, but uh, I actually plan on doing it. So they've released a movie for those of you who subscribe to Daily Wire Plus. They've released a movie over there called Lady Ballers. I'm just going to leave it right there. Uh, they released a movie called Lady Ballers, and here is what they are describing it in. In a world where women's sports is being transformed, the Daily Wire calls foul with the most triggering comedy of the year. A once great coach is on a hilarious journey back to victory by uniting his former high school championship basketball team, but this time he's challenging them to play like girls. And so what's happening in the in the movie is that they are saying that they are women. They realize, oh my goodness, all we have to do is say that we're women. We could win everything. And so that's exactly what they do after this former coach realizes from his daughter, she comes home from public school with a bunch of garbage information about transgenderism and you know, non-binary garbage and all the things. And this coach goes, oh my goodness, I could get the guys and we could pretend to be women and we could dominate at everything that we try. We'll just get into every woman's sport and we will just dominate. And that's exactly what they do. And so what, what the Daily Wire is essentially doing is just mocking the transgender movement. And over the weekend, this movie was ranked alongside a number of big budget films, some of which had previously been released in theaters. Among them, Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer, which I watched uh, a couple of weekends ago, the new Eddie Murphy comedy, Candy Cane Lane, which I will not be watching, May, December, starring Natalie Portman and Julianne Moore, which I will not be watching. But The Daily Wire's co-founder, Jeremy Boring, weighed in on the incredible launch on a post on Twitter on Saturday saying thank you to everyone who has helped give Lady Ballers the biggest launch in Daily Wire Plus history. Best launch day for new subscriptions, best launch day for reviews, 97%, you guys, on Rotten Tomatoes. And this is what tells me, because Rotten Tomatoes really generally no friend to conservatives, no friend to faith-based films, certainly, and that's as a, just as a general rule. But 97% of viewers on Rotten Tomatoes are like, finally, somebody is saying the quiet part out loud. And that is exactly what needs to happen. And so I haven't watched them, but the tagline for it is really funny. Lady Ballers, if you can't beat them, join them. And that's exactly what's happening. These cowardly men these disgusting men who realize I can't actually make it in the competitive world of men's sports now lying and saying that they're women and our leadership from the Biden administration down to Harvard University to Penn State to Washington State, all around the country, these ridiculous leftists and their stupid leftist ideology is saying, oh, yeah, you're a woman. You, you identify as a woman. Go ahead. You can play in women's sports. And the Daily Wire is rightly calling them out. I can't wait to see where this goes. I frankly am really glad to see somebody standing up and saying, absolutely no. And my hat's off to also the Daily Wire because when they report on this stuff, even when they're talking about transgenders, you know, winning cycling races and whatever, they don't call them women because they're not women. And someone said to me the other day, you know, why don't you play the pronoun game? Well, I actually think that pronouns matter. And I think your pronouns should match reality. And if you're going to tell me that I have to submit to a uh, to an insanity test in order to participate in your conversation, well, then I'm simply not going to participate. And uh, I think we need to do that. Another thing that's super interesting 
that I have noticed is that more and more Christians are speaking up about what's happening to their children via the indoctrination that's happening in our public schools. And this is serious, you guys, because uh, I think this is going to continue to happen and unless and until we put a stop to it and we say, hey, no more, we're not doing that, we're going to continue to see this ideology of transgenderism taking root in the culture. And Fox News also reporting that a Christian mom is now saying that the transgender ideology tore her family apart after her husband transitioned to be a woman. Tracy Shannon believes her ex-husband lost himself in what she's calling fetish behavior, which began when when he started cross-dressing, and she discovered the behavior after she had her first child. He then decided to transition into being a woman, started taking cross-sex hormones, the whole thing. And we're sitting around in the culture acting like this is normal and allowing men to compete against women in sports. It's disgusting. It's sickening. And if you're listening to this and you have a daughter participating in a sports team and a man tries to join her team, my challenge to you is boycott the heck out of that thing. I would refuse to participate. Start your own league. Maybe that's what needs to happen. Maybe we just say, hey, this is the biological women's league. If you're not a biological woman, the fact that we even have to say biological is ridiculous. But to me, we've got to start standing up against this stuff because it's injuring our children and it's injuring the culture when we have to participate in uh, delusion as if it were real. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey guys, it's Christmas, and if you're looking to make a real impression on your wife this year, I've got just the thing, pull-out shelves. These have improved my kitchen experience 100% because I can actually see what's in my cupboards simply by pulling the shelves out. It's amazing. Pull-out Shelf Northwest has the best prices on pull-out shelves and consistently beat their competition. Each pull-out shelf comes with a lifetime warranty, is made of solid wood with dovetail construction, and comes in maple, oak, or cherry. The shelves are custom-made and installed by the owner of this small Camas Washington-based company. Just for the listeners of the Heidi St. John podcast, the owner, Brad Schram, is offering to stamp the inside of your shelves with a verse from the Bible, Proverbs 24, verse 3, and he'll give you $50 off your installation just for the privilege of doing it. Call Brad today at 503-504-7050 for your free estimate and support a local faith-based company this Christmas while you give the gift that will keep on giving, Pull Out Shelves. Visit Pull Out Shelf Northwest for more information or call Brad today at 503-504-7050. Some of you have heard me share my experience. About eight years ago, I was speaking on this topic for a homeschool conference in the state of Indiana. And I read out of a uh, out of a psychiatric, basically a textbook, the clinical definition of the word delusion. And it absolutely matches up 
with what we're seeing happening in the transgender movement. It is a delusion. It's a mental illness. And up until just five minutes ago, we would never bend the culture to accommodate a delusion. In fact, we would do the opposite of that. We would we would work very hard to make sure that we didn't do that. And yet this is where we are in the culture right now. And as I spoke about a delusion, and I showed a picture up on the screen of Bruce Jenner, and the, the title of that article was Call Me Caitlin. And I'm like, no, when hell freezes over, I will call you Caitlin. Your name is Bruce. You are not a woman. You are a man. And shame on organizations like Fox News that have made Bruce Jenner a so-called female commentary because he occasionally comes on screen and says, yeah, transgenders should not compete against uh, you know members of the opposite sex. And somehow that makes him a hero in the transgender movement. I think he's a perpetrator in the transgender gender movement because he has accepted awards for women. And so, Mr. Jenner, you can't have it both ways. And it's ridiculous that we're even giving voice to these people, but that's exactly what's happening. And I put a, a picture from Time Magazine with an article called Transgender Tipping Point, where you saw a black man dressed as a woman and trying to convince people that he was an actual biological woman. Well, as I was giving this talk, a mom about halfway back in the audience stood up and began to walk very quickly toward me down the front of this uh, of this auditorium, demanding to have my microphone, demanding to speak. And I finally had to get down on my uh, on my hands and knees in front of her and say, "Hey, you know," because the stage was very high up. It was uh, held at a state fairground, and so when she walked up to the front, basically the the top of the stage came to the top of her head. So I had to get down almost on the ground to talk to her. And I said, listen, I'm not going to give you the microphone. I'll talk to you in the green room when this is over. And so that's exactly what I did. I finished the presentation. I finished talking to parents about why it's so important that we defend and stand up in defense of absolute truth, objective truth. And when I spoke to this woman in the back of the room, Afterwards, back in the green room, she proceeded to tell me that for the last four years, her son had been taught about transgenderism in the Indianapolis Unified School District. And the books that they were reading to, to their child, uh, to her child, was absolutely heartbreaking. And of course, when you read these books to children uh, in for, you know, starting in kindergarten, when hearts and minds are malleable and they don't know up from down and you're trying to teach them how to tie their shoes and also you might be born in the wrong body, of course, you're going to confuse and injure children. And that's the point. That's exactly what they're trying to do. And she said, this woman went on to say that she had had a dream and in her dream, God told her that this is how he made a generation of children. And men and women, I'm going to tell you right now that any dream that you get that that counteracts the word of God is not from God. And that's what I told this mother. I said, that's not the Lord. He did not make your son into a woman born in the wrong body. God would never do that. God said, I made them male and female in my image. Well, uh, on the heels of that, I, I uh, was made aware just yesterday of something called the Rainbow Library. You guys can check it out at rainbowlibrary.org, but it's basically sponsored by Glisten which is a disgusting organization that promotes everything from pedophilia to sexual fetishes to children. And you can participate. Over 4,600 schools in over 30 states are now participating in this Rainbow Library, reaching, wait for it, 2.5 million students. 
2.5 million students. And so what happens is you uh, you go onto this website, they send you these books for free, they put them in your library, and now you've got these disgusting books in your children's schools. And if you go to their uh, if you go to their website, you can see exactly what's what books they're putting in uh, in these libraries, and it's terrible. Beyond the gender binary is one of them. The beautiful city is one of them. Uh, you guys have heard me talk to my friend Karen on the show before about what's happening in our libraries and the schools. And I'm telling you what, you guys, the schools are ground zero, absolutely ground zero for the injury that we see happening to this generation of young people. And I would like to, I, I think we need to start asking really hard questions. What happens if the United States come under, comes under attack by a foreign adversary? And we've got kids that are just, they're so confused. They don't know up from down. They don't know male from female. We're going to have so many problems because we refuse to operate in objective truth. When I was in high school, one of my, uh, one of my favorite people in the whole world was diagnosed with anorexia. And this poor girl was about 85 pounds soaking wet on a really good day. And when she looked in the mirror, she saw a 300 pound woman. And I watched her pull on her skin and try to shift her body as she stood in front of the mirror because what she saw didn't match reality. And you heard Dave Robinson on my show just last week saying, "What do we? how do we know what is true? Well, true things match real things. And this idea that she was overweight and 300 pounds wasn't real, and therefore it isn't true. And so we didn't lie to her. If we would have lied to my friend, she would have died from starvation because what she thought in her mind did not match objective reality. And yet, this is what we are pushing to children right now. And we're, we're saying it in the culture loudly and without apology that men can turn into women, that men belong on women's sports team, that there is no difference between a biological man and a biological woman, and you can be whatever you want to be. But the results of our unwillingness to meet this thing head on in our churches in our governments and to say, no, we, we can disagree about things. Absolutely. But we should not be disagreeing about biology. We should not be disagreeing about biological reality. True things match real things. And if it's not real, it isn't true. And so a man who says, I want to be on the women's cycling team, shame on the cycling association for allowing this to happen. A man who says, I want to participate and compete against women on the women's cycling team should be uh, taken to a psychiatric hospital and evaluated. He should not be put on the women's cycling team. And yet that's where we are in the country right now because we've decided that objective truth no longer exists. And I hope that you will in the, in the year to come, because we're certainly going to see more of this. There's no doubt in my mind at all that the Democrats are going to make this a key part of their campaign strategy. They can't win on the border. They can't win on taxes. They can't win on uh, immigration. They can't win on our relationship with China. They can't win on the war in Ukraine. And so what they'll do is they'll use identity politics and they'll hijack 
our elections based on identity politics, transgenderism. They're going to talk all, they're going to talk from sunup to sundown about abortion rights. I guarantee it. And that's going to be what they'll make this about. They won't make it about the fentanyl uh, that's pouring across our Southern border. They won't make it about the mass invasion that's happening at our Southern border. They're not going to make it about the disgusting uh, increase of homelessness and drug addiction that we see in our major cities on the streets every single day. They'll make it about transgenderism and they'll make it about abortion. I guarantee you that's what's going to happen in the 2024 elections. We need to speak the truth boldly and without apology wherever we have the opportunity to do it. We are called to do that. Uh, I was reading uh, in my Bible this morning, and I want to end today's show sharing this with you because I think uh, I think it's important that we remember as believers where we go back to. So when things feel heavy and they feel out of control and we just think, why are we even bothering? The Bible tells us exactly why. Jeremiah 29, 11, I read to you the other day. This is Jeremiah's encouragement to the, uh, the Israelites who were in a Babylonian captivity because of their disobedience to God. And he gets to the end of, of the passage in, in chapter 29, and he says, I know, I, have, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. But right before that, he was telling the Israelites exactly how they are supposed to behave in the midst of a Babylonian captivity. And I know that based on the 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 things that we see on the news every day and the the frustrations that come out of our government and our government systems. And certainly, you know, I often think, you know, I'm watching what happens even at city councils. And this is certainly true here in the Pacific Northwest. We're making ridiculous decisions because people who have common sense are just out trying to have a job and the crazy people are running the country. And that's exactly the truth. And what are we supposed to do in the middle of this? Have children. That's that's what the that's what the prophet said to the Israelites. Have children. Uh, grow a vineyard and drink the wine that you have, of, of the grapes that you're growing in your vineyard. Serve the Lord with gladness. And then finally, in Psalm forty two eleven, David said this: Why my soul are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my God and my Savior. And of course, Isaiah chapter forty verse thirty one: Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. God wants us to put our trust in him, in the absolute authority of scripture, and to lean into what we know is true. We are called as men and women to stand for righteousness, to stand for truth, to love the people that God puts in our path and in our families and in our lives. That's the reason why at the end of every podcast, I try to remind you to love your people well, because we may not be able to have much influence over what uh, Joe Biden or the Biden administration does or does not do, but we absolutely can have an impact in our city. We absolutely can have an impact in our churches, in our homeschool cooperatives, in the schools where our children are attending. We can make a difference because our hope is not placed in the things of this world. It's placed in the Lord. I'm going to leave you with Romans chapter 15, verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. We have a reason to hope. We know that at the end of this day, 
we are going to be with the Lord. And we know that one day the Bible says he will wipe away every tear from our eye and there'll be no more sadness and no more sorrow because the Lord of heaven's armies will return to make all things new. And I don't know about you guys, but I am living for that day. And in the meantime, I hope you'll get off the bench and onto the battlefield with me. I hope that as we wrap up 2023 and look to 2024, that you are filled with hope, not because of what you hear on the news, but because of who you serve and who you know. We love you guys. I want to invite you, if you're anywhere in the Portland, Vancouver area, to come out and uh, meet my friend Ken Ham, the founder of Answers in Genesis. He will be joining me to speak at Word of Grace Church on January the 6th, and you can find out more information by about that by going to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events. And uh, we're very excited to have uh, Ken Ham out here in our neck of the woods. And you guys are not going to want to miss it. Ken is fantastic to listen to in person. And he has an incredible story of God's faithfulness to share with you. If you are a member of Firmly Planted Family and your kids go to the Homeschool Resource Center, Ken's going to be here on that Friday night doing a members-only event. So be sure and find out about that at the Homeschool Resource Center. We hope you guys will find out more and come and see us for then. And then also, I want to remind you again, if you haven't already, save the date on your calendar. Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage is coming to a Firmly Planted Family on February 16th and 17th. You guys are going to love it. Registration for that event just opened up and we hope you'll join us. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful evening of just laughing and getting to know your spouse again and reconnecting. If you're coming in from out of the uh, out of the area for that, Firmly Planted Family is located right next door to a brand new Hampton Inn and Suites, literally just walking distance from Firmly Planted and you can stay there. You guys, they have a saltwater pool. Come and make a weekend out of it. It's going to be great. And uh, we're still working on some additional plans for those of you who are coming in from out of state for that event. You guys, thank you so much for listening to the show and for sending us your show ideas and your questions. If you want to submit those, you can go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I so appreciate it. Love your people well today. And I'll see you right back here again tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture.